is so different. Even their even their diagnosis are different. Their symptoms are different. Their lifestyles are different. And that's why I love what I do is because I kind of like a puzzle. So people who are excited or at least、um, trust in me enough to make them excited, like we're gonna, we're gonna, we got this, we got, and then they're like, oh, good, we got this, like yeah. Welcome back to the Healthy Diabetic Podcast. Before we get started, please remember that nothing that you hear on this podcast should be considered medical advice or otherwise. Please always consult your medical team before making any changes to your diabetes management. Also, a reminder: if you have any friends, family members, people that you know that are diabetic, please, please share the show with them. The more conversations that we hear as diabetics, the more information that we have to be able to figure out what works for us, and that's the ultimate goal, as we all know. The ultimate goal is to figure out what works for you. So please share the show with someone that you know is going to get a lot of value out of it. I've got a fabulous one for you again today. I've had such a fun time connecting with new dietitians and telling their stories. I really believe that nutrition strategies are the number one thing that can help you achieve stable blood sugars and consistently spend time in range. And it's really important for us to hear different perspectives about nutrition and the foods that we eat, because everyone has their own perspectives. I'm always talking about that. I'm always saying that. Making sure that you're Improving or increasing the people that are in your inner circle, because the more stories that you hear, the more information that you have to ultimately figure out what works for you, which is the ultimate goal. That's the goal of diabetes: is to figure out what works for you. So, as you sit here and listen to this episode, I want you to be mindful of the conversation and think about one or two things that you can implement into your management style right now, no matter where you are in your journey. So, let's get into today's guest. So today's guest is with Jordan Hotsteller, a functional registered dietitian who focuses on full body healing while getting to the root of your symptoms. After earning her bachelor's degree, completing her ten-month dietetic internship, and passing the boards, she worked as a clinical dietitian for five years in a long-term care facility. This is important because after seeing how clinical nutrition worked and how food and lifestyle affected these patients and their overall health. Jordan knew it was time to switch her perspective and switch her preventative medicine, or switch to preventative medicine, and help individuals understand how their food and lifestyle choices work together in healing the mind, body, and their soul. After 13 months of extensive training and education in evidence-based functional nutrition lab testing, which we just talked about functional. Nutrition labs versus conventional labs last week. So make sure that you go on and、uh, listen to that with Kelly Schmidt. So after Jordan's extensive training, she decided to take her career、uh, to the next level by creating blissfully balanced nutrition, her own practice. In her practice, she sees a range of clients, anywhere from chronic fatigue, autoimmune disease, blood sugar regulation, and, and dysregulation. Uh, hormonal imbalances, IG issues, and so much more. As a functional dietitian, as a functional nutritionist, she and ha- having her own practice, she has a lot of 
uh, opportunities and abilities to look at the whole entire person, which is one of the things that I was really astounded and loved about Jordan when I started talking to her about coming on the show. This was such a great conversation and I'm so pumped for you to hear all about functional nutrition in a different way. So without further ado, let's get with Jordan Hosteller. Awesome. Yeah. So I, I don't really have this huge story of yeah, this no happened worries. to me and I wanted to do this and become a dietitian. Um, but I will say I've always kind of been into sports and just yeah. health in general. And that's what led me into my bachelor's with nutrition. Um, and from there, then I was like, oh, okay, I want to become a dietitian. Cause when you're in school for undergrad, you, um, have the option to do, you know, you get your nutrition and sciences and uh, your bachelor's degree. And then you can kind of, while you're in there, they're like, all right, it's either this or you take it up a notch and we go the route of becoming a dietitian. And so I was like, oh, definitely. That's what I want to be. Like, I want those credentials. <laughs> I want to be knowledgeable. And um, so I was like, that's what I'm going to do. And then that is where you go to school for a little bit longer, you have to apply to a didactic program and um, go essentially into another school for nine to 10 months. Uh, and you do an internship and then you take your national board exam. So um, the my more of my story of my like inspiration of becoming a dietitian is more like functional nutrition. I, um, Right out of school, I went and became a clinical dietitian in a long-term care facility, and that was great. I love my elderly, my elderly souls, but uh, it was it was a lot of mm. sickness and and a lot of medications. And medications have a time and a place. Don't get me wrong, um, especially for chronic diseases. But there were so many. Like every person I, and I was seeing tons of people, hundreds of people in and out. And they they all had just lists of diseases and lists of medications. And I'm like, there has to, like, this can't be how every person mm -hmm. lives. Like every adult cannot, this, this can't be what it's going to be. And so I kind of started getting in this thought process of like, all right. I, there's more out there. There's got to be more because when you're in school for uh, your bachelor's or even the internship, it is very clinical based. It's, it's, you know, low fat this because that's what was in the books from 20 years ago. And it just, they haven't caught up to the times the school has it. And then that's just what you learn. Um, and so I went into this functional realm and did some, um, applied for a uh, practitioner functional nutrition program, which was 13 months uh, with Erin Holt Nutrition. She is probably the most knowledgeable person I know. It's wild. Um, but we got to learn everything about gut health and the basics and um, hormones and thyroid and everything you could possibly need to learn. I felt like I learned and it gave me the confidence to be like, it's time to grow my own business. I'm getting out of clinical and I'm moving on. So, you know, I went part-time with my clinical because I'm like, let's have a little safety net here, Jordan. Let's not get too crazy. And then started growing my own business and then eventually could leave leave that. And, um, 
yeah, now we have blissfully balanced nutrition, which is fantastic. And, um, went from seeing people only online to now having my own space, which is pretty great. And I know it's so good. So I actually get to be in person with people and, and show them things. And like, I don't know, it's pretty great. Um, yeah. So that's kind of my little, my little story. Not, nothing crazy. <laughs> no, but I think that it, it's super interesting because <laughs> one thing stuck out to me when you were telling that story, and it was it was you being in this internship and dealing with all of these sick people and extremely sick people and asking yourself that one question is like, is this what it really is really like? Because I don't know if I'm jiving. Yeah. I don't know if I jive with this type of population or this type of person. And I think that that is one thing that a lot of people, it takes people so long to understand and and think about that. It's like, does this, is this part of who, what I value? Do I want to, do I want to be in front of this type of population where it's probably in that type of population? Because I've dealt with that, that that type of population as well is, is it's so much basic stuff. We don't get to get into the nitty gritty because they, they're just not going to understand it. It's like, you know, if you think about that level one, level two, level three person, and it's like a lot of mm-hmm. us coaches, a lot of us entrepreneurs that are in that, in this space, we, we, we want to get to that person that needs that high level education, that high level information that like, yeah. they understand the basics. They understand what they right. need, what they, what needs to be done every single day because they live it they live part of that's their lifestyle that's what mm-hmm. they they value and now we can right. now we can dive into the nitty-gritty of it and a lot of people don't it takes them so long to get to that point and i'm so glad that you got to that point right yeah no that was pretty pretty eye-opening for sure and very exciting to be like wow there's more like i don't just have to basically go buy a book and and see somebody for 10 minutes because I have to see somebody on my my next list. And it's like almost a checkbox, which unfortunately is conventional medicine. Um, And, you know, there's there's great doctors out there in conventional medicine. It's not to say there's not, but um, it's very fast-paced. And functional, at least what I do with functional nutrition, which is more root cause nutrition, you're figuring out what is the underlying problem. Like, you have a disease, but why did that happen? You have a di- yes. diagnosis, but how did that come to be? What What is going on in your body that is making all of these systems kind mm-hmm. of cross? And that was like kind of the big thing to be like, oh, that exists. That is out there. And, and it takes time to study for sure, but it's there and you can learn it. And then I can mm-hmm. teach it. And something that I love to do in my practice is kind of like what you were saying, excuse me, is start with the basics. Um, I do get a lot of people that come to me and they're like, you know, I've done this. I've tried this. I I already know, you know, I eat really well. Like, what is it? That's a whole, that's like its own thing. And then we figure out, you know, really what's going on like immediately. Then I have a lot of people that also come to me and they're like, you know, I'm just, I don't even know where to begin. There's so much out there and it's so overwhelming. And I'm like, it's overwhelming to me too. <laughs> like, I have this person being like, well, have you heard of this? And then I have this information being, you know, emailed to me and then 
this new journal article out and it, there's just so much noise. So a lot of it's like, let's tone down the noise. Let's learn how to trust in yourself, trust in your choices, trust in your body because your body's here to keep you safe and heal you. But we just have to give it the tools mm-hmm. to heal yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love yeah. that because it's, it's one of the, I, I love this thought process for holistic integration an integrative medicine because it's it really is mm-hmm. you're looking at the whole entire person and then and then even in my practice of coaching and looking at diabetics in general of what's going on and being able to understand that that thought process and give them the right information at least what I believe the right information is because I'm not a licensed practitioner mm-hmm. but being able to to be able to coach them on that journey is just, it's so powerful of being able to look at the global person and not just, we have to treat the symptoms because that's not going to get them to where they are. And I love that. Yeah. And it might change in the moment. It might help something, but longevity, it it most likely won't. And um, yeah, like I work with or next to a chiropractor. So it's pretty awesome. Just, and and that kind of goes into the whole integrative health is, who can you refer out to? Um, it's not my job to do yeah. everything. You know, do you need an endocrinologist? Do you need a gastro? Do you need a chiropractor to help check your your spine and your nervous system and make sure that's all aligned? Um, there's like a massage lady down the hall. You know, Man. you just do what you can for people. And however they are communicating with you is what, how, how and what you can offer. Um and so that's another big thing is meeting people where they're at. Like, you know, I never go into a, a visit like this is what we're going to do because that might not what I have in my head might not work for this person who has three kids and is full time mom and running around doing this and has to take care of that. It's like, OK, well, she might not be able to cook three elegant meals a day and go work out for X amount of time. It's like, what can mm. she do, though? And yeah. then we work yeah. backwards. I, but I think that that's a, that's a great point because looking at the intake of what's going on, right? So you, you need that basic information to be able to understand what's the next step. And, and even, mm-hmm. in, even in the fitness industry, I don't think that's being done at, on, on the grand scale of what it should be of asking the right, the, asking specific questions, you know, like asking those smart questions right. and being able to look at like, how can we take these, these, this information that I need and build an actual plan around that and around what this person actually needs. Right. Yeah. And everyone is mm. so different. So yeah. different. Even their, even their diagnosis are different. Their symptoms mm-hmm. are different. Their lifestyles yeah. are different. And that's why I love what I do is because I kind of like mm-hmm. a puzzle. Oh, yeah. Each, pro, there's no pro, you know, there, there's, there's protocol steps, I guess you could say, but, but there's no, or maybe structure, but there's no like ABCD mm-hmm. steps. Here you go. What's your ideal client? We, like, what is the ideal out. person in terms of, who who like gets you jazzed in terms of hey man I love dealing with this problem or this issue Yeah um I really love I love blood sugar <laughs> Yes 
But I think I think blood sugar is because I love food. I love talking yeah. about food and helping people understand yeah. food. So I kind of love when people come to me and their A1C may be a little high or um, they have symptoms that are kind of showing low or and or high blood sugar because mm-hmm. we can have both at the same time. Um, so I, I love that. I also love the gut um, and adrenals, but a lot of that plays hand in hand, like wonky blood sugar. I am always talking about stress and adrenals because those go hand in hand. Um, but my, my favorite, uh, like I, I love those kind of, I don't want to call them issues cause they're not, but there's those, um, scenarios or types of people that they're, they're dealing with those certain things such as, um, wonky blood sugars. But I would say somebody who's just like very excited to be here and mm. learn cause I'm a, I'm a big educator. So if I get somebody and they're like, well, I'm, I'm just not going to do that. And it's like, okay, well, that's fine. Uh, well, let's maybe try that, you know, versus somebody who's like, oh, that's so exciting. Tell me more. And then I'm like, yeah, let me tell you more. Yeah, it's the energy. Energy is huge for me. Um, so people who are excited or at least um, trust in me enough to make them excited, like we're going to, we're going to, we got this. We got, and then they're like, Oh, good. We got this. Yeah. yeah. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of the energy is really big for me versus an actual kind of diagnosis, because I work with a lot of different people, Um, you know, a lot of a lot of blood sugar imbalances, a lot of adrenal um, issues. Hormones is huge. So like perimenopause, menopause, PCOS. Um, I've done worked with some fertility people, um, but gut is gut's a big one. A lot of stuff starts in the gut, and that especially if I have people come to me with autoimmune diseases, that's that's going to be the first place that we start. But also mm-hmm. food, because food yeah. goes into your gut. Yeah, so. and I think this yeah. is this is really cool. That's this is segmenting into the next thing I would love to talk to you about. Let's talk about blood sugar in the gut. And that I would love for you to kind of tell the audience in terms of like, what is your, like, what is your philosophy in terms of like gut health and food? And because, I mean, we could go on a, such a big rabbit hole, even on this topic of the, of the gut. And, Mm -hmm. but I would love to start Mm -hmm. with like, what is your, just your philosophy within food? Is it whole foods? Is it, is it like an equal amount of macronutrients? what types of food do you think really um, helps with the gut lining? And like, can you start there? Yeah. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. We, we could talk, talk about this for hours. Um, I mean, but this is why I love this podcast because <laughs> it, it's being able to take specific information, whatever the individual or whatever the guest I have, because we, yeah. I I just I am such an advocate about food and the quality of the food that we're consuming and I've been doing so much research yeah. on not just whole foods but what is on a food label and the bullshit that we have to try to to maul through and I've been doing so much mm-hmm. and talking so much about that um but then I just I love this thought process about every single thing that we are consuming whether it's a protein fat or macronutrient or a carbohydrate 
and these three macronutrients. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks in, in the I just I just had an amazing conversation the other day with a uh endocrinologist and a doc. And and cool. the the conversation went in the right direction, but it went it went in like kind of an, a bad direction too, because a lot of times when I sit in front of these endocrinologists and they think they know about food and I'm asking them specific questions. Okay, well, how how would you tell someone mm-hmm. to eat? And they're like, well, just eat whatever you want, but within reason and make sure you cover with insulin. And that was the that was when I first got diagnosed with diabetes. That was the conversation. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, wait a second. Right. So are are we saying that every carbohydrate, regardless of what the gram consumption is, if I've got 30 grams of carbs, right. it doesn't matter what type of carb. Is that what we're saying? And and I just have to right. listen to these individuals say, like, yeah, so just take, you know, just Eat, eat whatever you want yeah. and just make sure you cover with insulin. And, and I'm just like, it's so much more complex than that. Hold on time out. Why are, we, why are we saying these it things is. to people? So it, it's, it it's insane to me. It is. It's, it's a lot. And I, I don't, well, I do know, um, you know, medical doctors only yeah, get, yeah, yeah. I think like 100%. one class of nutrition. Yeah. yeah. But but to be more of a specialist, that's kind of a little more shocking to me because I'm like, well, this is kind of what you do. You know, you're working with yeah. those I, with diabetes. Say, yeah, and you I will say have- that, like, you know, just like anything, there's there's good practitioners and there's not great practitioners. And I don't I don't want to put a blank, this blanket statement on every endocrinologist is not good because that is that is not oh, yeah. the case. Um, I've been in front of right. some really good endocrinologists and I've been in front of some not so really good endocrinologists and I've been in front of endocrinologists like yeah. in the middle of that. And I think that yeah. the thing that we have to understand as the patient is we have mm-hmm. to, we have to have ammo when we go into our doctors and, and even when we're going and sitting in front of amazing individuals like yourself, that are dietitians that are, are trying to help us from the food aspect that with specific questions that we can ask that can, we can advocate for ourselves because I think that we get in front of medical people and we just think that everything that they're saying is gospel and it's like the Bible and it, that's not the case. Like they have their right. own perception and their own perspective, just like all of us. And I think that, right. I think exactly. people have to understand that concept of you have to be able to advocate for yourself and, and, and mm-hmm. I don't think enough people do that. Yeah. And that's huge. And that's something I do talk a lot with my clients too, when they go to the doctors, like, well, there's two things. It's tough because one, if I'm, if I'm telling them to advocate, I'm like, you have to advocate for anything that you're feeling and you have to just come out and tell them this because they're not going to ask. And then two, when it comes to labs, I always want people to use their insurance. And so I'm like, okay, let's try and go make a doctor's appointment, but I need you to ask for these labs specifically. And then I'll even write out like why. And their doctors will still come back to me like, my doctor said that that wasn't important. So they didn't run it. And I'm like, and it's not, it's yeah. And it's like, I expect it. You know, I, I, I'm like, okay, I figured that was going to happen, but it's worth a shot. And it's, I, I don't, again, I don't know if it goes back to, to, I don't want to say education because they're knowledgeable, but it's just, 
is it time? It's, there's yeah, just a lot that I don't understand. Um, uh, and about, about doctors and not listening. And that's one of my biggest things is like, I am here to listen t- mm-hmm. to you. Like, I am not going to shame you ever. I will never judge you. I will only help you and make better decisions for you. Um, but know that anything that you're feeling is not wrong because I feel like we go to the doctor's office a lot and we feel wrong. I had someone tell me this the other day. I was like, I felt crazy. Like I, I felt like what I was experiencing and telling my doctor wasn't, wasn't right. And I'm like, Oh my God. And it happens all the time. And it's like, you know, your body best. You are the only one who physically knows every feeling, every off sense of everything because you live in your body. So for someone to tell you, eh, it's just anxiety or it's just, you know, it's just this or that, or you're fine or just go run some, some more or some, it's, it's very just disheartening. Like something's wrong. You're not listening and you're also not helping me to figure out how to fix it. <laughs> what do I do next? And then they're just left there with that. And it's like, Oh, so yeah. sad. I think the biggest thing there, I, I um, think the biggest thing there is like, because it, it is, it is sad that that is happening, but it's not happening everywhere. So what I, what I always tell people mm-hmm. is, is if that is happening, if you feel not heard, if you feel not seen, then you need to go look for a different doctor. Just like yep. anything, right? Exactly. So it, exactly. If people think that they're not yep. heard or seen uh, with my programs or they don't like my programs, then their job is to go find someone yeah. that they jive with and they align with. I mean, I've never had that happen. Thank God, knock on wood. Exactly. But it, it's, it is, right. it's, it's not about hurting feelings at this point because you're not getting what you need. And that's the biggest thing. Right. That's the exactly. biggest thing. And, and unfortunately... Yep. I see this happen more in conventional medicine than I do private practice. Private practice, I feel like we're mm-hmm. seeing more. And and maybe that's just because they have more time. That might be yeah. it. it. And it might literally be mm-hmm. that way, right? I, I just had to find a new endocrinologist yeah. because my endocrinologist, who I, who I loved, I, it was we aligned very well together. I felt seen. I felt heard. But he left yeah. the practice. So I had to go to someone else and I didn't know what to expect when I met this gentleman. And I will tell you this, that I, I asked him questions. I was prepared with questions and he spent way more time than any other endocrinologist I've ever had spent or spent with me. And it was just such an amazing feeling to feel like, oh my God, this this guy went out of his way, talked about things on my chart, talked to things about things on my lab that I never even, even as a coach, and I think about a lot of stuff, yeah. n- things that I never even thought right. about, ways to look at my trends and my CGM data that I never even knew that you could look at. And I, and I picked that stuff mm-hmm. apart all the time. So it's just like, it's like when right. you find that alignment with whoever you are working with or in front of, it's, it's so powerful. And I, and I hope that everyone listening to this right now, regardless of where you are in your life, regardless of what issues that you have going on, 
that when you are in front of a coach, when you're in front of your dietitian, when you're in front of your medical team, whoever it is, that you feel aligned with everything or at least most of the things that they are saying and talking about. Because if you don't, then it is your job. It's not on them. It's your job to say, this is not working for me. I'm not in alignment with what you say. It's okay. I'm going to go get a second opinion or I'm going to go some, I'm going to go find someone else that I align, that I align with, with what I value because that's what it's all, all about. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And, uh, yeah, it kind of goes back yeah. to energy. Do you guys mesh and are you hearing the same things correctly? Are you feeling validated? And, and, and two, you guys is like, you're hiring us mm-hmm. essentially. Like, you know, you know, like we work for you. <laughs> but that, but, but that, so. that is a, that is a great point because it really, that is really what it is. Right. Why do we uh-huh. not feel that way when we go see an endocrinologist or a primary practitioner or a dentist? We don't feel like, I don't feel like I'm working They're mm-hmm. They're working for me. I feel like I'm like on their time and, right. and I like, I'm, I'm in, I'm imposing yeah. on their, on their, pri- their practice. I'm imposing yeah. on them. But anytime I ever hired, right. a, a, anytime nope. I've ever hired my business, when I hired my business coach, when I hired my, my people on my team, like uh, they work for me. Like they, they, they're helping yeah. me out. They're yeah. helping what I need out. The, yeah. So that is, I've never thought about it that way. Jordan, I love that. That it's like, it, even when you're sitting yeah. in front of a doctor, yeah. they're working for you. I'm taking that approach now for the rest of my life, Jordan. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody that loves it's I love this. Anybody that's listening to this, if you don't listen to one single thing me and Jordan are talking about, you take that away. Yeah. Everyone works for you. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. It's so it true. Totally true. Yeah. You're paying us, oh, baby. Man. <laughs> love it. And maybe it's just maybe um, it's the insurance piece. I think I was maybe gonna say that's, that's kind of the maybe, mindset. Yeah, maybe that's like, the well, mindset. Wow, yeah. Man. Just boom. <laughs> lights blowing. Lights going off over here in this that's podcast. Funny. All right. Well, we kind of we, we, um, we went on a totally different direction than I wanted to go, but that's okay. Everybody, if you're still listening to this episode, we're going to start talking about some food now. <laughs> oh gosh! Oh, man. I love this. Okay, sorry guys. Um, Jordan's the tangents. Jordan's going to talk to us now about food and gut health. So let's do this. Let's yeah. do this. Let's get on back on track here. What are what are your top, you know, three to five foods that you really love that you know love our guts? Yeah. So of course everyone is so yes. different. Um, for instance, you know, I love fermented mm. veggies. They're gonna give you all the good probiotics and the prebiotics, but say you have small intestinal bacteria overgrowth which is a large word, but bacterial overgrowth. Um, We might not want to start throwing those at you. You might not be able to handle it. That might cause more gas because it's fermented food and you're fermenting what you're eating. If you're, if your body's already doing that on overdrive, you know, that might not be great for you. So what I'm going to say is very general, not for like a specific case, but I would say that um, whole foods, whole foods, whole foods, it's it's very basic, you guys, and, and and I don't mean that in any slide of like 
people getting overwhelmed because it is overwhelming, but stick to the basics. We think, all right, years ago, we were hunting and we were gathering. Bring that back to your day to day. It's like, no, we're not going to go hunt and gather, but we can in the grocery store. Or, you know, if, you know, I'm in Montana, so a lot of hunting goes on here, um, which is fantastic. But as far as like, no one, you know, well, we do pick huckleberries <laughs> sometimes, but, <laughs> but like on a day to day, go to the grocery store, shop the perimeter, get your produce, um, get your meat, veggies, um, all just all the nourishing things start there. Then it's like, okay, can we get some cruciferous veggies in here? Can we get those sulfur veggies? Can we get red, red and purple, those deep polyphenol, nourishing? Every color of food has a different kind of nutrient. All of them, you know, have different vitamins and minerals. And then we have just different compounds, which have some have more antioxidants. Some are, um, you know, anti-carcinogenic, like some just have more nourishing benefits. So eating the rainbow and not the Skittles, but the actual vegetables and fruits, how much more diversity can you get into your diet? So you always like in my mind is like, let's shop that. Let's get all the produce. And then instead of having broccoli every single day for lunch, it's like, can we throw some Brussels sprouts in there? Or maybe can we have, you know, some asparagus or mushrooms and onions and tomatoes? It's like how many more different species of good bacteria can we get into the gut to help heal and not cause overgrowth in certain bacteria or undergrowth in others? Because our body just wants to feel safe and it just wants to be balanced. So the more good that you can feed it, and stay away kind of from the packaged foods and the processed foods, the safer your body is going to feel, the less inflammation you're going to have, and the more balanced your blood sugar is going to be. Instead of having these massive spikes, you're going to be a lot more balanced when we can just get those nourishing whole foods hmm. in you. <clears throat> so that yeah, so I, I think <laughs> that this is, this is awesome. So I think that I want to, kind of go over each macronutrient here because you're you're talking about whole food which is amazing because that's what i preach all the time um when we think let's let's look at red meat first because everyone has these questions about different meats right so red meat grass-fed non-grass-fed doesn't matter let's Mm -hmm. go there first yep yeah so um as far as your meat i would definitely grass-fed, grass-finished if you can. Um, Again, kind of think back. Go back a little bit in your mind to your ancestors. It's like their cows and their their animals were just grazing as they should be. They should just be eating bugs and grass and living off the pasture and loving life and getting sunshine and eating, you know, little mushrooms as they grow up and, and whatever it is. They shouldn't really be fed all this corn and grain and and whatever else they're being fed. Um, because now, now you're if you think about it, whatever the cow is is fed, you are mm-hmm. eating. So 
I think meat is great. And, but it's what type of meat that you're getting. Um, if you're getting that grass fed meat, it's most likely the majority of that cow is made of grass. You know, they're, they're a pretty healthy cow. They're just grazing off the pasture. Same kind of thing with chickens. Can you get pasture? Because those chickens are just roaming and they're getting the sunshine and they're eating the bugs and they're eating the grass and whatever else they're eating. They're not stuck in this tiny little coop where they can't get out. Um, yep. Yeah, because free. it used to be they're it nourished. used to be free range. Oh, we can get free range. Now mm-hmm. I believe we're on, we're on right. pasture, pasture raised. Yep. Pasture raised, I would say, is the best. Um, free range, probably the next. Cage free down here, and then just organic. Like, just yeah. your standard. Because I think. Yeah. That- yeah, in our yeah. No, I was just okay. gonna say because I like when you when I at least where I am when I go to the grocery store we have those really five options. We just have regular regular mm-hmm. eggs. Then we've we've got free range. We've got pasture raised. We've got organic. We've got cage free. Mm-hmm. So it I, I can understand yep. from the consumer's perspective. It's like, well, what the hell do I do? What's the best? What what's not the best? What should I not right. do? And it yeah. it's it's those things that I can't stand about going and trying to basically be a food detective. Cause that's what I like have taken on this. I feel like I've taken on this persona of like a food detective of being able to go into yeah. these food labels or understand the difference between pasteurized, free range, organic, whatever it is. It's the same with meats. You know, you got the grass fed or just organic, you know, 85% lean, right. 95% lean, like all these crazy things. And I think the most, for me, one of the most important things is, is quality over everything. I don't care about price. Price mm-hmm. it comes into the equation. Obviously, if you have your whole entire shopping right. cart is organic foods and you're spending $400 for two people like that, that's a little obsessive. Um, but mm-hmm. we can think about like, I, I'm, we're getting ready to start going back to getting all of our meats either from Costco because Costco or, or mm-hmm. some type of whole foods company that, uh, or wholesale company that has, you can get tons of bulk stuff for a lower price. Um, there's the options of, of getting, of now getting, uh, food delivered to you that a lot of those delivery services mm-hmm. are pretty good for the most part, at least here in Columbus, Ohio. Um, there's now food deliveries or food services that get all of their food right from farmers, local farmers. We have a couple companies in Columbus that are just that are like that, and I think like yeah. as we as we start thinking outside of the box, not just thinking about what can I only get into the grocery store and how do I hack the grocery store, mm-hmm. as I like to call it. I think that's an important piece. So I'm really glad you're 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 bringing these things to the surface of things that I constantly talk about. But I mean, I'm not a dietitian, so who the hell is going to believe me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Stop. <laughs> Yeah, um, it is about quality for sure. And then, um, so it, and it can yeah. get overwhelming. So when you kind of can hear it from multiple different pieces of like, oh, you know, I've heard grass fed a lot. It's like, yeah, that's where it's at. Also, do yeah. your own research too. You know, always look up journal articles and, and, and be like, is grass fed, you know, all as it is that made up to be? It's like, it, it yes. Um, but do that own research if you have that time. Uh, that will help you feel a little 
better too, because you're seeing it written out and it's, it's in a journal article or a dot or something dot like very good source. Um, and so start again, basics is where it's at. Don't easier said than done, but try not to feel like everything's out to kill you. Cause it's not, well, some of it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but like, but like, as far as it being like, well, do I get, um, this, this or that, or this, or, and then it becomes really stressing. Like if it's very stressful, take a beat. <sighs> okay. Let's think about this. Let's just try and get some grass fed meat. If I can find the pasture raised, um, eggs, great. If I can't the organic free range is going to be fine. Just fine. You're going to be okay. And then it's like, let's go to the, the fruits and vegetables. Can you get organic? At least on the dirty dozen. What are the dirty dozens so people Just know? start there. Okay. Um, I'm going to pull up a list so I don't yeah. miss it up because there there's a lot. lot that changes every like year, but there's 12 too. of them. <laughs> I feel like they keep adding to it. It's actually <gasps> right, more than a dozen. Right? Yeah. So it's going to be um, like, I'm going to the EWG website right now. And... Um, off the top of my head, like strawberries for sure are always on there. Grapes typically are. This is why wine's really important to buy organic too. Mm. Um, bell peppers are huge. Um, buying bell peppers organic. Um, let's see. Pears, nectarines, ap- oh, apples. You guys know like when you eat an apple and it's not organic and it tastes Absolutely. waxy. Like, yeah. What? These, this is just something that, that you are noticing. Like, so then internalize that and be like, this is strange, right? Like, and then, and then be like, I wonder why. And start kind of asking, like, asking yourself questions. Why is that so waxy? And then it like, buy an organic one. Do you have that same feel, mouth feel? And then you'll be like, oh, I don't. Oh, it was the pesticides. Was everything they sprayed to not make it break mm-hmm. down and basically mold and rot quickly. Um, yeah, so those are some ones. Spinach, kale, your greens there for salads, so definitely organic. And then blueberries, cherries, and green beans. So, yeah, there's there's a lot. Um, again, I went to the EWG website. They always have the Dirty Dozen. And then also, you guys, they have the Clean 15. Love it. So this is exciting. Yeah, because it's not like, oh, yeah, it's like not, it's like not all just negative. It's like, oh, these are clean. And um, let me see if I can pull those up. But uh, what I usually will tell myself is if, you know, because it does get expensive to mm-hmm. what you're saying, like, and all organic cart is expensive. And we we have to acknowledge that. So something that this isn't true for all, but. But I tell myself is like, if it has a thick peel, odds of the pesticides and the sprays penetrating into the actual fruit that you're eating is a little more difficult. So if you are working on a budget and, but you're also like, you know, kind of in that panicky space of like, I can't remember and take a beat. It's going to be okay. Are you looking at a watermelon that has a this thick of a skin? It's like, you're okay to not get organic. You know, are you looking at an orange or, um, yeah, maybe like an orange banana. or a papaya, a banana. Yeah. Like really thick, thick skin mangoes that 
It's like you're having to do this to get it off. Odds are like the, the, the pesticides and the herbicides are not spraying as deeply into that. And so kind of thinking yeah. of it like that. Yeah, I've helps. always – I love that because I always thought about like we always go – in the fitness energy for years, we've, we've been saying um, if it has a, a peel, if you have to peel it, it's probably okay to mm-hmm. not 100% go organic on it. But if it, if you're not yeah. peeling it like mm-hmm. your berries and and all these things you're talking about the dirty dozen right. like then you they need to be as close to organic or organic as possible because you know you're not mm-hmm. getting uh, all the pesticides which is which is also an interesting thing the more research I do on what the regulations are and restrictions are being able to put an organic label on a food because. I can't remember the exact percentage, but I think it only has to be like 20%, 25% or something like that organic and, and a lot, yeah. depending on the food and they're allowed to put it's organic on it. Right. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what I know as well. And so it's scary too. It, it does, it does get, it's like, what, what, yeah. huh? If you guys can grow your oh, own yeah. food. Oh yeah. That is where it's at. And then if you can start canning this, I, I don't do this, but it's one of my goals. I have like these dream goals and that's been one. It's just just, like start my own garden and then I can. And then I feel so much better about like when the apocalypse hits, you know? Yeah. Could happen any day. (laughs) We don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. I love that. So so yeah, that's, that's all good there. Um, One thing I did just want to say, which is a a tip that I tell a lot of my clients and they always kind of have this like, Oh, that makes sense. Kind of moment is um, uh, naked mm. carbs, and I, I can't remember who coined this because I learned it so long ago. But I still use to call them naked carbs, and I try and avoid naked carbs. And so, when you go to eat a a, a snack or um, you know even a meal, if it's just pasta and that's it, or you're just eating toast, or you're just eating an apple. You're spiking your blood sugar tremendously, which means a lot of insulin has to come up and grab it and pull it down. And what happens when we go and eat a nut butter or some sort of almonds or something before that, or we put avocado and eggs on our toast or meat sauce with vegetables in it on our pasta, we're lessening that spike because there's protein and healthy fats that are going to go in your body with it first and prevent that massive spike. It's going to slow it because now you're eating more of a balanced, well-rounded meal. And so your blood sugar is not going to spike as high because it has, it's almost like being masked by the, the protein and the healthy fat. It's just going to come up. And then just a little bit of insulin has to come out and pull it down a little bit. And then it goes up again when you eat again and go down a little bit. So avoiding these huge spikes by just eating naked carbs or just carbs alone really, really can help as far as inflammation and blood sugar control. I love that because it's, it's one of the things that, uh, I think about even on the diabetics side where we're eating, you know, whatever it might be, some fruit or whatever it is. And I know like if I'm eating just an apple per se, or just a banana Mm -hmm. it and not eating some almond butter with it or whatever it is, like you definitely can tell the difference between that and not eating the fat or protein with it. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and you'll even sometimes have like 
a little crash or feel more tired after what you thought, you know, you're like, oh, I'm eating an apple. This is healthy. And it is healthy. It has great, great antioxidants, tons of nourishing fiber. Um, but just giving it that support of the healthy protein or the fat is really going to prevent that spike and then that drop, which can have you feeling a little more tired. Like, huh, that's weird. I just, you know, why do I feel so like, huh, after I ate an apple? Could be because it was, you know, wasn't paired with the, the protein or yeah, the healthy fat. Gotcha. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, as, as we start closing up, um, what are what are one to three things in terms of a nutrition aspect? Um, could be something that we've already kind of touched on. What are kind of one to three things that are kind of might be a staple for you to tell the listeners that's something that they could put into action now? Yeah. Um, just, okay, for, for health in general or blood sugar or... All the, All above. the above, yeah. Anything that anything that okay. we can think of, like because at the end of the day, like in terms of food or in terms of something for nu- nutrition basis, um, it's it's going to improve or help blood sugars. It's going to improve overall health. It's going to improve mm-hmm. brain fog. It's, I mean, being able to do these specific either food specific foods or some type of specific strategy is going to improve the overall health. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So I would say as far as your meals and thinking about meals, focus on having a protein, a healthy fat, and a fiber with mm. each meal. So this this kind of takes away there's another way to look at it too. You can do like a half a plate of non starchy vegetables, a fourth being meat, and a fourth of your plate being a starch. Um and that starch can look like rice, it can look like sweet potatoes, regular potatoes. Winter squash. Um, those are kind of like the heavy quinoa, um, kind of like the the main starchy foods, I guess. But um, you can look at it like that, or you have a mindset of like protein, healthy fat, and fiber. And that fiber can be any fruit and vegetable, beans, lentils. Um, the healthy fats can be chia seeds, flax seeds. We forget about mm. seeds, you guys. Seeds are mm-hmm. so easy, and they're so packed with nutrients and healthy fats to help our hormones, blood sugar, all that good stuff. You can put them in yogurt. You can put them in oatmeal. You can put it in smoothies. Like so simple. Um, and and then yeah, so so just well rounded. Just think if you if you have a idea of your or you're like I don't know where to start. Protein, healthy fat, fiber with mm-hmm. each meal. Start there. Um, I would I would kind of go back to the snacking ex- aspect of like whole foods and then pairing your foods with a, you know, not just eating those naked carbs, mm-hmm. really, really yeah. pairing them. Um, and then asking yourself why you're snacking. So that's huge. Um, if you're somebody who's like, yeah, I graze all day or I pick all day or, you know, I just have these small meals and then I'm, I'm snacking a lot. Why are you snacking? Because it's most likely you're under eating at your meals and that you're still hungry between your meals. And what happens here is if we're constantly eating, one, we're not giving our digestive system a break. And two, we're, um, we're not giving our digestive system a break. And two, we're having a lot of insulin that has to come out and pull all of that 
the blood sugar back down. And then, then you become insulin resistant. And that's where we can start to see problems with potential diabetes, um, type 2, or just shakiness and, and imbalanced blood sugar, which is inflammation in general, can lead to other things. Um, and then move oh, if I you can it. after your yes. meals. If you can do... You can do any sort of activity or um, walk or chore, cleaning up or anything after you eat, you eat, you're lowering that blood sugar significantly right after your meal, which is, you know, 10, 15 minutes, still mm-hmm. something, a little walk, go in the mailbox, something. Um, those would probably be just like my well-rounded I love it. I love tips. it. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, thank you so much cool. for coming on. Thank you of so course. much for so much for uh, talking with us. Um, if someone wants to reach out to you, ask you questions, yeah. potentially even work with you, where can they connect with you? Yeah. So uh, my business, blisslybalancednutrition.com is where they can find me. I can only legally see people out of Montana and North okay. Carolina. Um, those are my where my licenses are. I do have one in Maryland, but it will expire soon. So um, Montana and North Carolina, uh, I can see you in person in Montana and telehealth in North Carolina. Uh, I do take insurance, which has been a game changer for people. Like check your insurance, friends, because you may have great coverage for to see a dietitian and you don't even know it. So mm. check that because that's pretty cool. Um, it's a, kind of a newer thing. And yeah, so blissfullybalancednutrition.com, blissfullybalance underscore dietitian on Instagram. And if, ah, if you need anything, I would love to to uh, work with you or I do free uh, like 20 minute calls just to see mm-hmm. if we're a good fit and um, if I can help. I love so, it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jordan. Uh, if you guys are still listening, if you guys are still with us, um, please, <laughs> please, please make sure you reach out to Jordan. All of us have nutrition questions. All of us have food questions. Uh, just send her, send her a, a quick message, even if you're not in one of her states that she's licensed to practice in. Um, I'm sure she would give you as as much adv- advice as she, as she can. So, thank you, Jordan, so much for coming on, connecting with us, and um, thank you for everyone for listening. Uh, and I will see everybody next time.